0: Welcome to the Search the Scriptures podcast where we dive into scripture and provide the explanation of it in the most accurate light that we can. Search the Scriptures is a podcast that is dedicated primarily to the Christian, challenging our brothers and sisters along with ourselves to see if we have set aside the commands of God to set up our own traditions. To do this, we use scripture to explain scripture. Please join us on this journey. All right, so we're going to jump right into this one. This one should be a fairly quick one also. So this one, the question that I have is, what does it mean to take every, or to take captive every thought, is the question that came in. So that's what we're going to kind of tackle today it's best that I understand, at least within scripture as it says it or explains it. Before I do, any comments on this? All right, let's jump into it so that's actually coming from second corinthians and i'm gonna read from second corinthians chapter 10 verses 3-5 through 5. <clears throat> it says for though we live in the body we do not wage war in an unspiritual way since the weapons of our warfare are not worldly but are powerful through god for the demolition of strongholds we demolish arguments and every high-minded thing that is raised up against the knowledge of god taking taking every thought captive to obey christ the second second corinthians chapter 10 verses three through five a little bit of context here paul is dealing with some people that are basically accusing him uh of living him and some others of, of living unspiritually or uh or, or by the flesh and so he's kind of defending himself on this this chapter and throughout corinthians uh, a good portion of it anyway uh there's some people that are uh slandering him. they're slandering his name and so uh, so he's, he's this is a part of the scripture of him defending himself. But he says that uh, they do not live fleshly, he says that their warfare is is not uh, a war like a, a war of flesh. He says, that even though we live in the body, he says, that's not what we wage in war against. It's, it's a spiritual war. And so that's and then he goes on to say he, he, uh, that they demolish arguments in every high minded thing that is raised up against the knowledge of God and then taking every thought captive to to captive to obey Christ and that's the one part that the question is asking about so that's what we're going to tackle today but I want to focus here where it says we demolish arguments in every high-minded thing that is raised up against the knowledge of God before we go forward on this any comments or questions on it
1: how do you it says we demolish arguments but how do you demolish arguments
0: so this is what was happening like say within the early church and continues on to this day uh, apparently uh, to where um, I would have more scriptures to support this right now. but I don't have them pulled up but uh, people will come in and introduce certain things and some some are straight up heresy, and, uh, and bringing in just uh, these arguments that basically just come from from men. They just come from like they were in a book somewhere or they're they're following a certain person and uh and it's and and they're raised up they're raising these things up against uh against the knowledge of god and so he says he demolished them but it's not like a wrecking crew as far as i'm concerned but as far as i understand it's it's just uh it's it's a rebuking and gentleness is what it says even though he does not sound gentle in this whole chapter what he's talking in the previous chapters and uh, that he's talking about these people but uh but it is a rebuke though don't know if I answered that correctly.
1: So kind of like like conspiracy theorists like that? Because
0: they come yeah, that, that also. That's something okay. that has a bit to do with it. And uh he's very much using or play on words of warfare. So uh so when it says demolish, it's literally like laying it flat, like like these this is. To to an extent is when he's making these, uh, uh, it says demolish these arguments, uh, that this, this rising up against Christ knowledge of God, uh, he's literally like making them as though they're nothing like, like these, these arguments that you are making, have zero credibility, they they are, they're, they're being demolished. Like they are literally, there's no life left in them. That makes sense. Yes great question so we're going to take a look at a a couple of a few different scriptures about this what i first want to go to is what jesus says how he feels about about us in our testimony so uh excuse me john chapter 5 verses 30 through 33 through 34 says you have sent to john and he has testified to the truth even though i do not accept human testimony I say these things so that you may be saved." So here's Jesus speaking, and he is talking to the Jews and, and to the people that are present, mainly to Jews at this point. And, uh, and he's he has performed these miracles, he has done these things, and he is the Messiah. He is the Messiah, he's on scene, he's the Messiah. And he's telling the people, he says, you have sent to John asking, you went to uh, to John asking him, even if he was the Messiah. And he says, and he has testified to the truth john has testified to the truth but then he goes on to say about john this is jesus speaking i don't accept human testimony he don't he don't accept a human witness that that means nothing to jesus that's how that's how god feels about us about our testimony that's how that's how um evil in and of itself that we in of ourselves that we are that, uh, that he won't, he don't even accept, he don't even accept human testimony, he, he just doesn't. And, uh, but he says, he says, I say these things so that you may be saved. He said, I know that you'll accept it. I say these things so that you may be saved. Any questions or comments on this so far?
1: Why doesn't he accept human testimony?
0: Well, we only given certain, um, I feel a few different scriptures that, that kind of leans towards what it is. When he when he was speaking uh, to the to to his disciples, and uh, and he would say he's talking about the Holy Spirit and how God gives the Holy Spirit, and he would say, which of you uh, would uh, would you know a a kid your child would ask for I can't remember what he said a fish and you would give him a snake or or something else and you'll give him something you know he said he said which of you would do that he said and then he goes on to say so you know how to give good good gifts even though you're evil so he he, he threw that part in there he said you're evil and you know how to do this and he said how much more then will god give the holy spirit to those who ask him and so uh but he he, he just slips that part in there he, he slipped the part in that you're, you're evil and you know how to do these things then he goes on there's another one where it says that he wouldn't he wouldn't entrust he was doing all these miracles but he wouldn't entrust himself to the people he didn't need anybody to testify to him about what was in man because he knew what was in man so he wouldn't even entrust himself to people because he knew what was in them so it's again like i said i don't think we fully understand the depravity how bad we really are uh when god and that's how god sees us in fact that's what we'll see apparently at the end at the judgment is we will see through through uh, the the uh, revealing of man through his eyes or through the scope of his truth. It's the best I understand it and I, and until that happens, I don't think we can fully understand how he how he feels about it.
1: So I mean, if we're really <coughs> that evil, that's actually I mean it's scary and sad. But you see it all the time. Like today, I was reading this story about this um, man who killed his wife and himself while their two babies were in the same house as them. It's yeah. just crazy.
0: Yeah. And then just recently we had the lady, that, uh, I don't know the full story about it, but she went to that, there's a Joel Osteen church. And yes. Started shooting. Yes. Um, and it's not just that, like there's, you know, there's, I don't know if it's a spirit behind it. I can't, I can't, I don't even know if that's the case. I mean, cause honestly, it may just be this, just in us to act out some certain things, but, yeah. you know, people go into church, uh, not just churches, but schools or to workplaces to shoot up people before they shoot themselves. And it's just, it's just, uh, it's weird to know that a lot of this stuff is just in us. Now we may not ever act it out but uh it's we, we i don't think we f- fully realize how wicked the flesh is it is yeah. just pretty it's, really, it's just really bad really really bad it makes
1: and, me uh, anymore i said it just makes me sad and super emotional oh yeah, I, I it just really it bothers me like this morning i was crying i was just thinking to myself i mean her babies were just one and three years old and that lady from the olstein church she entered us injured a seven-year-old or seven- or six-year-old little boy. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, it just every day, if you read the news or listen to the news every day, somebody's dying, being stabbed, killed, shot, something, you know? So mm-hmm. it's it's rare that I read it, but I read it today because <clears throat> I wanted to see what the uh, pollen count was. And I, I was just so sad this morning. I was like, this is crazy. And then this comes up and, I mean, we're truly are evil people.
0: That's true. And it's to, and it's tough to really just accept it like that. Um, a, a lot of people get offended when they see things like that or if it's said that kind of way. But um, it's true. I don't think that any of us are born um, with just goodness. I think that, uh, that we are already, I mean, God would say that uh, we're inclined to evil from youth. He said that we transgress against him at, con- at conception. I mean, that, that's what he says. And, and it's tough to even imagine that, but that's what he says. And, and, but we're inclined to evil from youth, from, 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 the, from when we're born, just before we're born. And uh, I would use this as an example that, uh, you know, you don't have to teach a child to be bad. They, all, they already know how to be bad have to teach them to be good it's it, it's just it's our it's just in us already and it's and it's a tough it's a tough uh topic i mean because we just don't want to look at it like that you know like you know someone i mean think about you know like like the worst of what we can think of like the hitlers of the world and stuff like that at one point that was a little baby and who could ever look at that little baby and say man this is going to be the most evil person of this generation it's going to be responsible for the killings of millions a little baby but and most people say well it's just because of the environment Uh, i would say it was already in that person it just for whatever reason they they went all the way they they acted out everything that was in their heart and i can i can uh so for me i feel like it's uh, and i think i used this example before but uh if if you ever just um had like a crazy thought out of nowhere. Like, oh what happened if I just slapped this person? Or if you had a just bad like if you had like like a knife in your hand, like oh what happened if I if I just stabbed somebody with this or something. And you're like, man, where did that come from? What that was so crazy. Where'd that thought come from? According to the scripture it says the heart is deceitful and and uh is 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 deceitful and desperately wicked. That came from you your own your own flesh said it is a good idea if you do this it didn't just come out of some it didn't come out of left field from somewhere it literally came from inside so yeah it, it is and, and we'll look into uh, into that a uh, uh, scripture to kind of say something similar here in a little bit but yeah good questions so do you
1: think because like we snapped out of it like that? that is the holy spirit is like saying like no that's we don't do
0: yeah that. and it's not yeah and it's the spirit that God has given all life uh, so it's a spirit that God has given all human beings the spirit that causes you to be animated to actually be alive that spirit is is uh, what holds you back from doing almost everything that you want to do uh, it's somewhere I'm gonna say in Genesis chapter 6 it says that uh, my spirit will not strive with man forever or not contend with man forever or he is mortal or he is evil and that it would say that so and at the time people were living to be at least as far as it was recorded in the scripture people were living to be about 800 to almost a thousand years old and uh but to God he said that was forever he was keeping them alive his spirit was keeping them alive that long and and he says it wouldn't contend with them so To me, it's just coming off as saying that they are continuously want to do evil all the time. And my spirit is holding them back from doing it. Everything that they want to do. So that spirit that's in us, both saved and unsaved, is what keeps us, I truly believe, from doing everything that we want to do, except for when a person is handed over to a reprobate mind, which is a person that is literally handed over to the desires of their heart. They go about doing everything that their heart desires. That's how you get the people like the Jeffrey Dahmers and the people that eat people and all the crazy stuff. It's because they're being given over to that. That's what was in their, it was, it's in them to want to do this, in us to want to do these things. And, uh, and I've said this before, uh, God would say that we're capable that the best of us is capable of eating our own children that's what the bible says I mean, i know we're going way left field with this but that's what the bible says and for any person to say there's no way that i can do that you'd actually be right because he said the best of us would do that we would do worse we would we would do worse than that and we can't even imagine but that's what god says that we're capable of doing
1: um that's true. I, I think I remember you uh there was a story where there was the two women who I think they were it I could have sworn it was in the Bible, but I don't remember where it was about the two women who eat the one they eat one baby, but they she says she couldn't eat the other one. Yeah. Her baby.
0: She hit, she hit the other one. So uh they the, the two women made a pact that you know, hey, today because they they were they were going through a famine and they said, Well, how about this? Uh today will he will eat your child and then tomorrow we'll eat mine and they agreed to it and so they ate the one woman's child and then the next day the lady just just hit her child left with her and so uh yeah that's that's that is a for real thing and it's something that we don't like to talk about or even look into or even you know it's just really want to think about that that's that that type of evil is lurking in, in 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 us not just people but in us
1: it scares me cause that stuff is so interesting to me. Like I'm so intrigued by it, like that kind of stuff. Like, I wonder what makes them like wanna do that. Like, I wanna know, like, what were you thinking? I don't know why that stuff is so interesting to me.
0: Yeah, it is. And it's it's crazy to, you know, um, it's, it's just one of those things to where I try the best not to say, man, how can a person do something like that? Like I would never do that because I'm I'm better understanding that if it weren't for the grace of God you may be doing worse. You know, I may be doing worse than that. And uh in this uh just because we don't think about those things all the time or anything like that doesn't mean that those things aren't aren't within you.
1: That that is true. Um I taught myself though like I uh went down a a rabbit hole one day this little i one of the worst child abuse cases i ever read i was in tears for weeks i was a little boy um his name was adrian jones and he was beaten severely by his father and his stepmom and his punishment was making him starve and they would um tie him to um like a plywood board and they would just starve him, they would make him go outside in the cold and walk around barefooted. Um he eventually he died and to get rid of his body they fed him to pigs. And and that I just mm i i was so sad like i i mean i cried for such a long time i thought to myself that is the most saddest case i could ever hear so i quit trying to go down those kind of rabbit holes just because that really messed me up inside
0: you know the the wild thing is as you say this is that they were in agreement to do it the um the father and the stepmother like you know that's what I'm saying. There's some. there's there's a certain level that we just can't fully on. Un- In fact, it literally says that it says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can know it or who can understand it. It asks that question. Like, I don't think that we fully understand how bad it is. I mean, the, it says desperately wick- wicked or desperately sick i think that and then like i said the next thing was who can understand it or who can know it and i don't think that we are and it didn't say just this person's heart or it says the heart all of us all of us are like this and and we don't and we just don't know it in fact we can't fully understand it like we just don't know how bad we can for real be but yeah and so so yeah to take it back to this um it makes sense to where it would say would uh take uh take every thought captive uh because every well before i go there we'll go to the next one first but yeah so this one we have jesus himself saying he does not accept human testimony and so i bring that up because of what paul said in the previous verses we were just looking at we talked to the uh, corinthians where he says we demolish arguments in every high-minded thing that is raised up against the knowledge of God. Uh, there's a lot of things that happen even to this day. Different teachings from humans that, that they are that they are learning according to Scripture from demons, and uh, and and they're teaching people, and so uh, people are falling after these people, and uh, and well, instead of falling after God, and so even God would say or Jesus would say. I don't I do not accept human testimony so i uh, moving on look at a few different reasons as to why we should uh, take every thought captive so Galatians chapter 5 verses 16 through 17 says so I say walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh for the flesh craves what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh They're opposed to each other so that you do not do what you want. So uh, Paul is talking here and he's saying that we should walk by the spirit so that we don't gratify these desires of the flesh. Uh, Again, taking every thought captive. uh, It says that they're they're opposed to each other. The flesh and the spirit are opposed to each other. And, uh, And if you don't walk by the spirit, then you're gonna be pulled by both the spirit and the flesh. And by being pulled by spirit and the flesh, you will not know what you you it says, so that you do not do what you want, they're opposed to each other, and so uh, and so this is again what I, what I'm saying uh, that the flesh has not been redeemed, the flesh is decaying and still dying in, in the in the in the nastiness that goes along with it. As children of God, you have been redeemed by the blood of Christ your soul has but your flesh has not now in the end once that dies it will be reborn into something that's incorruptible but as it is now all the, the 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 most horrible thoughts even the very sin that you do as a as a believer is from your actual flesh it's coming from your flesh any questions or comments on this so far take a look at another one Romans chapter 13 verses 12 through 14 says the night is nearly over make sure I'm looking at the right one Uh, yes so Romans chapter 13 verses 12 through 14 says the night is nearly over the day has drawn near so let us lay aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light let us behave decently as in the daytime not in carousing in drunkenness, not in sexual immorality, in debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy. Instead, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the desires of the flesh. So again, the question is, what does it mean to take every thought captive? I truly believe that this is also what this is. It says we are to uh, behave decently as in the daytime, not in drunkenness, not in sexual morality, not in debauchery, not in dissension, not in jealousy uh And, and the, to be honest, some of these thoughts are, are going to pop up in your head, whether they be sexual morality, drunkenness, debauchery, dissension and jealousy. Those things may pop up in your head. They, they may arouse up and, and, and come from your flesh and pop and these thoughts pop into your head. But we render these and take them captive and bring them unto unto obedience unto Christ. If we don't do that. We will act out in in uh drunkenness and sexual immorality and debauchery, dissension, and jealousy. Any questions or comments on this so far? All right. Let's continue on. So Galatians chapter 5, verse 24, going back to Galatians, it says, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Put to death the flesh with these things, and so by subduing the flesh in this way, every thought we should make, we should bring captive to literally to obedience to Jesus. So in, in, in everything, in almost in just about in, in literally everything that we do, we should we should ask ourselves: Is this is, is Christ okay with this? is jesus okay with this and if he's not then you're done with it that's what we're tasked to do is as tough as it may seem that's 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 what we're tasked to do and it is and it can be super tough but if we as we do here the more we do this right here what it says back in uh galatians chapter 5 verses 16 through 17 so i say walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh it doesn't make me that it's uh that you'll never ever have an issue with it but it becomes easier to discern those and follow after Christ and as we grow from glory to glory any questions or comments on this so far
1: just any? amen and so beautiful
0: amen glory to God so those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the, the flesh with its passions and desires and then this the last one I got for today is first Peter chapter 2 verses 11 through 12 and it says beloved I urge you as foreigners and exiles to abstain from the desires of the flesh which war against your soul conduct yourselves with such honor among the Gentiles that though they slander you as evildoers they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us this is Peter speaking here and is going along the same thought process is as Paul where this whole where this whole uh question comes from what does it mean to take every thought captive from second Corinthians chapter 10 verses 3 through five and it says uh uh taking every thought captive to obey Christ and so uh that's that's what Peter is saying here because not not just that he says though they slander you as evildoers that's what was happening to Paul in that second Corinthians these people were slandering him saying that he, he lives a fleshly life they would say even more things than that and so they were slandering him and so at the end they're going to end up glorifying god whether they make it in or not they're going to end up uh glorifying god and on the day he visits. so at the judgment they're going to end up glorifying god so he tells peter tells us to do the same that we're conducting ourselves in a in a in a manner of honor and the way we do that is and if we're not we we would we're deceiving ourselves if we're thinking that it's completely okay to not render every thought captive captive and and obedient to, to christ when satan takes a foothold that foothold is taken and it takes a lot to break something like that and so that's why he was that's why uh uh paul would go on to say we demolish arguments and every high-minded thing. Like we're trying to lay flat these things, because if not, if you don't do that and render every thought captive to obey Christ, then these things will become a foot, a foothold uh, within you, and the devil will use it, and and your own flesh will use it. Sin uses it as an opportunity to turn against you, and uh, not turn against you it's always against you, but to enslave you back to it, slave your your own your own flesh. Your flesh is absolutely still a sin. Uh, or uh, let me say that again your flesh is absolutely still a slave to sin though you yourself a new creation is not your flesh is still a slave to that and so and so because of that those thoughts that it may send up you got to make sure that those are, are uh are are taken captive to obey christ the lord bless you and keep you The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace.